Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am 24. This is my podcast, a little bit late. Like a day late. Important stuff going on. I mean, important stuff is always going on, but... <clears throat> thought I was going to be back Wednesday, but I'm back Thursday. We'll talk about it. We'll also talk about really the state of the NFL and football almost midseason. If you don't know, I usually do midseason predictions. I haven't really talked about it that much because I've just been a chaotic ball of dysfunction this season. But we'll talk about it. Talk about some of the, uh, the teams that are really overachieving and underachieving as well as uh, some teams to look at this weekend and some games to look at as well all that coming up ladies and gentlemen right here 24s podcast Swift's Cruel Summer. I'm super excited for tomorrow as well, our first Music Matters podcast back in a, almost, it's like a month. I've been, I've been saying, I'm like, I'm going to have a Music Matters podcast, and then I proceed to, uh, to not, but we will, we will 1000% have one um, tomorrow. Unfortunately, yesterday, I did not realize that, um, God, man, I didn't realize on Tuesday that I had a quiz in math. Hold on. Formula One. I'm trying to also look up when the Formula One races are. I, like, I don't know. I don't know if I guess. Oh, it's it's 12. It's not like it's 12 p.m. So it's like noon. I was wondering if they were in the morning or whatever. They aren't. Anyways, going back to what I was talking about earlier. I didn't realize I had a college algebra test to take today today's thursday and i essentially spent the next kind of like i spent yesterday mostly studying for it and it was over material for the most part that i had never really seen or heard of or whatever it was just one of those things that i just i can i was completely unprepared for today and i think i did serviceable i think i did okay on it i think i passed it and I think with that being said and that kind of being crossed off my list of uh, of grades that I have to have, I think I'll probably pass the course. Probably. That's great news. That's one less thing to worry about. Because, um, God, man. I mean, that was the be- That was like literally today was the worst thing that could happen, right? Didn't do the homework. Uh, didn't do the lessons and stuff like that. That was on me. I just, I needed a break from school. So I was just like, let me not show up. Didn't do any of that stuff. And I studied for like a couple of hours, 
yesterday and today. I woke up early this morning to study as well. And I feel I feel like I had eight of the nine questions pretty much eight of the ten questions pretty much like known. And I was like, okay, I think I'll pass. The professor was really, really worried because I don't think anyone did the homework. I don't think anyone did it. And uh, she was like, she was really, really worried that we were about to bomb this doggone test. So, um, but I, I think I did good as well. But yeah, that's why I missed yesterday's podcast because for the first time all semester, I actually had to like prioritize school over the podcast, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, speaking of like prioritizing some stuff, I'm watching the... The nine, not the Niners, the Saints versus the Jacksonville Jaguars game. It's a bit of a snooze fest right now. It's seventeen and nine. I, I'm a bit shocked at how close it is because I don't think the Saints are a very good football team, and we'll kind of talk about that later on. Um, but kind of some announcements. We'll have a huge Music Matters podcast. We'll be listening to soundtracks. We'll be listening to artists. We'll be listening to a bunch of other podcasts or not podcasts but artists as well today's thursday i think i'm gonna go until sunday i guess and then i'll have monday off the reason why i'm gonna have podcasts every single day until sunday is because uh i think i can manage it and also like i we have a lot of stuff to talk about so that's kind of some of the things that i'm hoping to do in the next couple of days god man i've been also watching because I love Spider-Man and I love the game. I've been watching the new gameplay for the new Spider-Man game. And it's insane. Insane. And I keep... I just... It, and because I've been looking at spoilers and stuff like that. I keep getting channels... Like YouTube channels as videos recommended to me about the new Spider-Man game. And I'm... I'm not going to obviously spoil the game here. It literally just came out, but I kid you not. Like the entire plot, all of the story, et cetera, et cetera, has essentially been spoiled online. Um, there are these huge compilations of all of the cutscenes and things of that nature from the um, from the video game. So I mean, it's it's there. It's one thousand percent there. If you want to know what happens in the game, it's there. And I wanted to know, and God. Damn, is it awesome. It's so awesome. All the stuff that happens in the video game. I mean, from Craven, and, and I'll only talk about some of the stuff that is, like, known. Like, for example, Craven being uh, in the game in Venom. I won't reveal other characters, but, like, literally as I was talking about it, I literally got recommended this video about it. About, um, about something, about another, like, secret villain that's in the game as well, and I'm watching another, I'm watching, like, this video right now as I'm talking to you about it, about this other villain that is in the video game as well, and I, wow, it's, it's awesome. There's just so much, like, spoil, there's so much good shit in the game. God, from Venom being this, being actually a great villain. Like an actual great villain who pushes Spider-Man, who pushes Miles. Like Insomniac teased it. They were like, yes, like we have Venom in the game. But my perception on Venom is so warped because of all of the media that's in the game. Or not in the game, but like all of the media surrounding the uh, the villain, right? Like from TV shows to 
to video games, all this different stuff. There's just so much content around Venom where it's just essentially Venom becomes like Venom not becomes anyone, but like what's what, what's a way to describe Venom? Like essentially Spider-Man uses sound to beat Venom and that's how he beats Venom. But it's like, well, what happens if Spider-Man doesn't have these specific sound ways, sound waves when he's fighting Venom? Like, how does he fight and beat Venom? And it like it's a pretty good question to answer. Not to say that he doesn't have the sound waves and the special things. It's more along the lines that he just, I guess he just doesn't use them or he uses a specific way. I'm trying not to spoil it, but he uses like a different way to fight Venom. And uh, it's, it's fucking brutal. Some of the shit that goes on in that game. I remember it was leaked that, and I, and again, I'm not going to leak and spoil some stuff. It was leaked that like the storyline for the game was of another storyline for something else. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm interested to see how it works in the game. And, and I was shocked at how well it worked in the video game as well. Again, without spoiling things. God, man. Oh, and the web swinging. The things that I saw with the web swinging literally just made me want to go out and get the game today or tomorrow because my main issue with the first spider-man video game that was released like five years ago was that the web swinging to me was like really really slow and it it didn't suck it like it it was just slow it was really really slow and i i love web swinging i love the concept of it but the reason why I didn't like it as much as I liked a bunch of other different web swinging is just simply put because Manhattan, which is the area that the video game takes place in, Manhattan is a large, large area. And when you have this very slow web swinging, it doesn't really, it, like, you don't want to spend all the time just web swinging around the city very, very slowly, at least in my opinion. I want to go fast. And Insomniac, not just with the web wings and the air, air currents, uh, they didn't just add those two to help you traverse the city faster, but they also actually turned off uh, the training wheels because I, I noticed like during the game that there were just the, these like things that would deny you speed in the first video game that would break the physics essentially of the game. And now it's like you can turn down the training wheels essentially of the game and like fling Spider-Man all over the place and do all this really, really cool stuff. And I'm I'm very, very happy with the way that the game turned out from playing as the and having the black suit uh, for Spider-Man and also being able to like actually properly web swing throughout Manhattan and Brooklyn and Queens is just it's just awesome to me. I love it. I love the video game. And I haven't even played it. The story, the combat. Oh, gosh. It's just so awesome. It's so awesome. I'm trying to... There's a specific character that's in the game that was teased. Or he, he hasn't been teased in the game, but like... It is a he. I, I was like... I, it is a heat, but there's this like character that's teased in the game, and I was interested to see like what exactly, what exactly he was doing in the game and stuff like that. But um, my, wow, wow, that's interesting. <clears throat> God, and then there's another. I was wondering how there's like this other villain. There's like multiple multiple villains that are just in the game that are just. 
I was like, huh, I can't believe they added that guy in the game. And they did. They added in one character that I was like, huh. That's interesting. I'm just looking at all the leaks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at all of the leaks. God damn, man. When I, like, again, I got this, I got recommended a video. When I tell you Venom does some really, really dope shit in the game. Oh my god, he does some really, really cool shit in the game. Oh my god. I won't even say, I won't even say what he does in the game. I'm just gonna say, Insomniac was in there bad when it came to the narrative of Spider-Man. Oh, sweet Mary of Joseph, this thing, this thing is banging. Oh, wait. Sorry, give me one second. I don't know if it's announced. I don't know if it's announced. I won't say how it's announced or teased in the game, but I will say that um, it looks as if there will be a third game and that will be the final game, potentially, or the final part of, I guess, Insomniac's run, which would be super, super disappointing because... You know, like, they've done such a great job with the series. I mean, it's easily these last two games, and I haven't played this 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 current one. These last two games are easily, like, the best two games to be released in the series, like, ever. And so it would suck to see them just essentially not be able to create another game, but at the exact same time. I don't, like, Insomniac is on fire. They're on fire right now. Oh, my God. And let me tell you something, this new Venom, I'm not going to spoil who it is. They already confirmed that it's not Eddie Brock, but I'm not going to spoil who it is. If you played the first Spider-Man game, and if you watched the post credit scene, it's him. That's who the new Venom is. But, and it was teased, like this is who the new Venom is, right? At the uh, the end of the uh, the post credit scene in the first, in the first Insomniac Spider-Man game. So, it's pretty obvious if you know... If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But, goddamn, man. <sighs> this Venom, Jesus Christ, is is awesome. Oh, God. Oh, my God. He actually feels like a supervillain. I remember somebody described him as, like, the, in, the Incredible Hulk. And I'm like, yeah, he kind of is. He kind of is. Gosh. Anyways. <clears throat> um, what was I talking about before I just went on this Spider-Man rant, I guess? I don't know. Let me check something on my computer. I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Okay. So let's talk about football. And then let's peace out because I want to watch um, Gundam Seed. This is like one of the only days of the week and of the last couple of weeks where I'm not working and or having to like do something super late. Like, and I kind of want to take advantage by resting, having some fun. I still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, if you can believe it. It's just I've been doing a whole bunch of different stuff, excuse me, within the video game. So that's kind of why, but... 
Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I got like. I want to have some fun after the podcast, and this is gonna be like one of the only days where I'm just not. <laughs> where I'm just like not gonna be having to like record the podcast at the worst times of the night. I guess. Anyways, <clears throat> let's talk about sports here. So. This entire NFL season has been weird for sure. At the very least, it's been weird for me because I've I've been I don't want to say disappointed is the word that I will uh, will say. But hold on, before I even talk about the NFL season, let me talk about freaking Thursday night football. I'm I'm at the point with Thursday night football where I don't think it can be fixed. I don't think it can be fixed. I think some people have been here for years and years and years and years. For me personally speaking, this is this is my stopping point. This is where I'm like, oh my god, it it cannot be fixed whatsoever, and uh, it's it's done. It's over with. There is no no more hope for it. And I think these last couple of games, where there's been some good teams on it, but I think that. The whole, we're going to rush teams to play on Thursday night football, and we're going to give them, like, minimal time off and all this other stuff. I think that this that, that just doesn't work. And, I mean, I'm watching the game right now. It's 24 to 9, and it just, it just, it just seems like both of these teams are just kind of playing at half speed because they're just exhausted from playing a game, like, three days ago, which I can understand, obviously. Like, I think everybody can understand that, but... The fact remains is that it's a fucking terrible game to watch, man. It's a fucking terrible game. And this is a game, this is, I mean, this is a primetime game. And it sucks, man. It really does. As I'm watching Derek Card kind of get beaten up. Oh, my God. Fourth and two. It's like a toss play to Alvin Kamara. And it works. Okay. It works. But I, I just don't understand... Maybe not, I don't understand is the best way to describe it. I just don't think that this format works for this sport. I think the NFL trying to have multiple games on at multiple different times a week works up until a certain point. And I think this is the point. I don't think that, I mean, I haven't seen for like, take this for example. What was the last great Thursday night football game you've seen? Right? Like, when I put it in that perspective and in that context where I say, like, look, like, when was the last great game that you watched on Thursday Night Football? It kind of, it kind of, like, you start to, like, scratch your head. You're like, wait, when was the last great Thursday Night Football game that I watched? And that's my point, right? Where there there isn't really a game that I can remember myself off the top of my head that I was like, man, that was a great Thursday Night Football game. I completely, I had so much fun with it. And I hope that they do it more. I I haven't had that feeling or that experience with a Thursday night football game off the top of my off the top of my head, where I thought that I was getting you know my money's worth, my time investments worth out of it. And I I think that's pretty fucking sad, especially in regards to, I mean, how much the NFL has pushed and how much Amazon wants this to work, where. I mean, they're essentially just giving away this game where you can watch it on Twitch for free. And, I mean, I just... 
I don't understand it. I mean, Kirk Herbstreet, they essentially licensed out from ESPN. They got Al Michaels, I think, from NBC, and he's primarily doing Thursday Night Football. But Thursday Night Football just fucking sucks, man. It really fucking sucks, and it really weighs on me to watch it. I mean, I'm watching it right now because there's like there's kind of nothing on, but in the middle of the NBA season, for me, what would take priority is basketball and not football because, yikes, man, is this. It's a bit of a snooze fest. So. I mean, we'll see what happens long term with Thursday night football. But yeah, they've got to figure this shit out. They can't just have this these crappy games just on over and over and over again and expect people to care and watch. They've got to change it up. They gotta change the format up. Anyways, I kind of wanted to have this conversation about the overarching uh themes of the NFL regular season this season because I think that some of them are really interesting. Like, for example, teams that I didn't have doing well, doing well. For example, the Detroit Lions. I thought the Detroit Lions last year were were going to be, like, super weak this year. I thought that last year's whole uh, sequence was kind of just, it was fake. Like, they're 5-1, and and they're leading the division. I mean, like, controversially speaking, Five and one right now, they're tied for the one seed with the Eagles and the 49ers in the conference. So it's not just that they're playing well and that they're beating up on bad teams or whatever, or whatever excuse you want to give to not essentially give them any credit for the success that they've had. Regardless, they're winning football games and they've won an incredible amount of football games. And I mean, they're the top dog, man, in their con- in, in the division and one of the top dogs in the conference when it comes to the records. And when you look at the division, they're up three games against their nearest opponent, which is the Packers. But then when you consider that they also have the tiebreaker now against the Packers, they're up four games against their closest div- divisional, excuse me, rival. It's insane how much of a lead the Lions have over the rest of their division. I mean, it's it's insane. It's like the NFC North went from being just purely and squarely dominated by the Green Bay Packers to, well, now the Green Bay Packers are probably going to have to move on from Jordan Love and try and get a do- another dog on quarterback. And then also because Aaron tore his Achilles in like two or three snaps with the Jets, they don't even get a first-round draft pick back for Aaron. And so all this essentially is, you know, this leads to this conclusion of like the Lions are in a really, really good spot long term. Jared Goff is playing significantly better than I thought. And also the Green Bay Packers kind of aren't and the Bears aren't and the and did I say the Bears or the Vikings? The Bears aren't. I mean, the Bears are never in a good position and the Vikings aren't either. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there, but bad teams or teams that I had kind of playing badly aren't the Texans are scrappy for sure they're three and three and so the record most people would be like oh you're 500 that's not great but I mean they were one of the worst teams last year so for them to be three and three is pretty awesome but on top of the themes of the regular season being 
NFL teams are overachieving. Bad teams are overachieving. There's also this theme of NFL teams kind of underachieving, right? Like one of those I'm watching right now being the Jacksonville Jaguars and how they've kind of struggled to really gain some momentum over the last couple of weeks. And look, their record doesn't reflect how, I don't want to say bad, but kind of how bad they've played over the last couple of weeks. And there have been times where I felt that, I mean, like we can look at their schedule, for example. The Jags are, what is it? They're four and two, I think. They beat the Colts, I think, twice, right? Yeah, they beat the Colts twice. I felt that they could have potentially have lost to the Colts in that first game, but I don't think Anthony Richard even played in the second game, so it didn't even matter. But they also got, I mean, when I tell you they got destroyed, I mean, they got freaking annihilated by the Texans, 37 to 17. It's like, how does that happen? And then they kind of sneak out and ink out a win against the Bills, 25 to 20. But, and they lost to the Chiefs as well. That's the four and two. But I, I look at the Jags and I'm like, man, that Bills game could have been different. That first Colts game could have been different. I know they won by almost double digits or over double digits. But I felt like that game they could have lost. And the Jags, it, like, it just it feels like on offense, the most important side of the football for them, it just feels like they're lacking a little bit of an identity. And or specifically, they they're just not really playing that well. Like I thought that Calvin Ridley was just going to be this deciding needle mover for them that was just going to take the team to the next level and potentially challenge Kansas City. They're not good enough. Like what they put out over the last six weeks isn't good enough whatsoever. And I'm a bit shocked by it too. I'm a bit shocked by it. Kansas City is still balling five and one. Only lost one game this season. Uh, they're probably going to lose a couple because they go up against the Chargers this weekend. Broncos, that's a win. Dolphins, Eagles. So they're going to have a, a like one or two losses in the next four weeks, whether it's to the Dolphins or to the Eagles or to the Chargers. I think the Chargers may be able to beat them this weekend, but we'll see. But the Chiefs, that first Monday night football game, to me, not Monday night, but Thursday night football game, the season opener against the Lions is like an indictment on how poor the Chiefs can play football-wise and how imperative it is that they find some other wide receiver. Devontae Adams seems to be incredibly disgruntled with the Las Vegas Raiders. He comes out, and they're probably not going to be able to get Devontae unless they get scalped, but... Who else? I, I feel like the DeAndre Hopkins conversation needs to be opened up. I think on Tuesday I made the suggestion that, yes, the Cowboys could potentially trade for a guy that seemed very interested in becoming a Dallas Cowboy in DeAndre Hopkins. But also I think the Kansas City Chiefs should be interested in DeAndre Hopkins as well because it's not working. And I I think, yes, they they've blown some people out. They've won a lot of games. They're 5-1. and one. But, I mean, that Jets game, the Chiefs versus the Jets, the infamous game where Taylor Swift, you know, shows up with Travis Kelsey in New York City, 
I felt like that game could have been a loss. I mean, the Chiefs didn't play well at all that night. And it's one of those things where I I don't understand how they were able to win that game. I really don't. But um yeah, man, it's it, the Chiefs are a little bit fugazy for me. I don't think they're this I think you you want to know, can I put something out? I think Miami is the team to beat in the AFC. Miami has Tyreek Hill playing at an all-time great level. They have Tua. They have Jalen Waddle. If, if I can't kind of make a connection between the Chiefs' failure and Miami's success, I think it's kind of twofold. I think it's a compound thought. There are two things happening at the exact same time here. The Kansas City Chiefs, lost Eric Bieniemy to the Washington Commanders. I think that has done them a significant disservice, and I think Eric Bieniemy should have gotten a head coaching job somewhere. And I think that the Kansas City Chiefs probably should have tried to hold on to him because Matt Nagy as the offensive coordinator is terrible, paired with Andy Reid. Like, it's just, it's just not as effective as it once was. And then that problem or that absence from Eric Bieniemy gets exacerbated even further when you don't have Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill is running up and down the doggone football field against anybody and everybody. I mean, could you imagine Kansas City with Tyreek Hill now? Tyreek Hill, if he gets like, how many how many yards is he away from getting 1,000 yards? It's something egregious. It really is. Let me look it up really fast. Hold on. It's He is at 814 on the regular season. If he gets 186, which I don't think he'll get this weekend. He may get half of it. He may get, I mean, hell, he had one game where he had 163 yards this year. But if he gets like 186 yards here in the next couple of weeks, he'll be one of the first receivers to get to. If Yeah, I think it, it is. He'll like break the NFL record for getting to 1,000 yards in a regular season. Uh, if he essentially gets 186 yards in the next two weeks, which I think he can do. And when you put put it into that context, and by the way, his touchdowns are also insane. He has six touchdowns this year as well, comparatively to seven last year. He already has a pass that's already gone for, um, for a season long that was longer than last year's. He has a 69-yard completion this year. Last year, his longest completion was 64 yards. And so, I mean, Patrick is one of the greatest deep ball throwers in the history of the sport. And Kansas City deliberately, and might I add, arrogantly said, we can essentially play with anybody. Tyreek Hill doesn't matter. And it's like, could you imagine the Packers in the middle of Aaron Rodgers' renaissance a couple of years ago being like, we got Aaron Rodgers. We don't need Devontae Adams. Trade. That's kind of what, not kind of, that is exactly what the Chiefs did. And it's kind of why they've struggled for the last couple of years. I think in that first game after that loss against the Detroit Lions, I immediately came out and said, oh, I don't think they're even going to go to the Super Bowl, let alone win it this year. Infamously and ironically enough, Nick Wright got never a doubt tattooed on his left arm. Not just in relation to the Kansas City Chiefs and their success last year, but also, I guess, personal reasons as well. But yeah, it is it is this interesting duality with Kansas City 
where Kansas City is playing not as good as they did last year because of Eric Bieniemy, and then to add insult to injury, the one position that you need on offense is wide receiver, and it's one of the only, maybe not the one position, but one of the huge positions that you're deficient at is at wide receiver, and it turns out that you may have had the best wide receiver in the NFL, and you traded him away for essentially peanuts. I'm now getting this beautiful shot of Cafe Dumond in um, in New Orleans. If you ever have the privilege of going to Cafe Dumont, I mean, please go. It's one of the best places in New Orleans. They have awesome, awesome, awesome uh, beignets. It's like the only place to go out and get beignets. Beignets is essentially fried dough with powdered sugar on it. It's delicious. Do they have specialized chocolate milk? I mean, it's just an awesome New Orleans staple. You got to go to Cafe Dumont if you go to New Orleans. I've been one time. And it's, it was unforgettable, 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 unforgettable. Now I'm like trying to go on their website to see what's up. But for some reason, Google won't let me load the thing, load the website. Yeah, their website's weird. Anyways. Dolphins on top, awesome team, super underrated going into this season. Now they're probably the class of the AFC, and they're going to go up against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football and probably just destroy them in Philly, I might add. And then Philly will get their second loss of the regular season before going up against the Cowboys in like two weeks. so Or three weeks, technically. It's like the first week of November. Excuse me. So, Dolphins playing well. Who else is like a team that's like a shocker to me? That's not the right. Ra- you want to know what's so interesting right now? Do I have this right? Is this right? This isn't right. It is right. Raiders are on top of the Chargers right now. I thought the Chargers were three and three. I guess not. Raiders are three and three right now. Chargers are two and three, and so. I mean, the Chargers, I don't think people understand how big this last game on Monday Night Football was for the Chargers, not just in regards for their, like, for their standings in the AFC currently, but for the standings in the AFC long term, man. I mean, they're two and three. They're, they are three games behind Kansas City. Do they have a tiebreaker? Does Kansas City have the tiebreaker? Did they already play them? They play them this weekend. They are two and three right now. Kansas City is five and one. And then to make matters worse, Kansas City is, I mean, not Kansas City, but the Chargers are just, they're behind the Raiders right now. It's like, what? And I feel like, like everybody is kind of having you know, this discussion, I don't, I actually don't know what the conversation is because I'm not really tapped into the conversation right now around Dallas's win. I don't know if people are saying the exact same stuff that people say whenever Dallas beats anybody and that's, well, Dallas is overrated and da, 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 da. I don't know if people are still saying that, but I think there has to be a serious conversation about Justin Herbert 
And this is coming from somebody who loved Justin Herbert and would have picked Justin Herbert at the time over Tua. I think Tua is better than Justin. And I'll get into that in a minute. But Justin has had some really bad losses. The Cowboys loss being on he, he's had some really bad losses on his resume. The Cowboys loss being the most recent. But what was the loss that he had had in the playoffs? Do you remember anything about it? Because I do. That loss that he had suffered at the hands of Jacksonville was quite easily, in a way, one of the worst playoff losses in the history of the sport. They were up, it was like, what was it? Like the Patriots versus the the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. They were up by like 28 to 3 or something ridiculous like that. Trevor Lawrence was playing like absolute hot garbage where he had given up four interceptions, man. Given up four interceptions. And it's just like, how do you not come away with a win after a game in which the opposing team's quarterback in the first half of the game throws four interceptions? Justin Herbert and the Chargers figured out how. At that point, Brandon Staley, excuse me, 1,000% should have been fired. But he wasn't. And now you have them two and three in a division with two of the worst teams in the NFL with the Raiders and the Broncos. And they are three games behind the Chiefs, potentially going down five if they lose this weekend. Right? Because the Chiefs would advance to four, or excuse me, six and one. The Chargers would go down two and four. And so you would say, well, 24, how do they go up two games against the Chargers? Well, again, it's the tiebreaker, plus they're already up by three games. And so you add an additional game whenever you have the tiebreaker, and that's how you get that. It's it's incredible just how, how far behind the Chargers are in regards to the Chiefs, and then also how far behind they are potentially in the rest of the conference, right? You get the Dolphins at 5-1, and one, the Bills at 4-1, and one, Chiefs at 5-1, and one, they're probably going to win their division, Ravens at 4-2, and two, and then you got the Jags at 4-2 and two as well, and there may be, like, the Chargers, they may be able to ink out a spot in a trip to the playoffs, but man, is it going to be tight. It's going to be close. It's going to be really, really close, man. Also, speaking of teams that have kind of underachieved, but hold on, hold on, kind of huge breaking news, and this is what I'm talking about, about the Jags, where I'm just like, in kind of Thursday night football, where guys are just tired and exhausted, and I get it, it's a short week and all that good stuff, and blah, 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 this is what I'm talking about, man, like, check this out, it's 16 to 24 in favor of the Jags, the Jags have pretty much ran away with the game, They had almost like a pick six against Derek Carr already earlier tonight. And, I mean, the the Saints, they're not getting put down, man. They're not going away. Derek Carr is trying to orchestrate a really, really nice drive. Hold on. Oh, my God, Derek. As soon as I say that, Derek Carr just lost one in the air to Chris Olave. I'm just, I just don't understand what he's doing right now. He's like yelling. Derek Carr just completely overshot Chris Olave, and I have no idea what he's what he's looking at right now. And oh, Chris Olave stops on the route. That's why he's yelling at him. But he threw it out of bounds. 
It's like, bro, <laughs> you threw it like 20 yards out of bounds. You can't yell at your wide receiver and be like, what? Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you run up the field? It's like, bro, you threw the fucking football out of bounds. What are you fucking doing? Anyways, I was about to comment about how nice of a drive the um, the uh, the Saints were putting together until Derek Carr just absolutely wet the bed. But yeah, Jags are struggling a little bit to put the freaking Saints away, and that's. Again, what I'm talking about with the Jags and how they just, for some weird reason, can't do basic stuff like putting away teams that they be should be able to. I I, I just don't know. <clears throat> um, I was talking about the I was talking about teams that are just underwhelming and underachieving. The Bengals are one of them, right? Like, I mean, I get it. They've recovered in the last couple of weeks. They're now three and three, so they're 500 with one game behind the Ravens. And they've definitely recovered from their early season starts or struggles, excuse me. This weekend, they go up against... This weekend, they're on their bye week. And then in two weeks, they go up against the 49ers. Which, that should more likely than not be a loss. But we will see what happens here on Monday Night Football when the 49ers go up against the Vikings. I think they beat the Vikings, but like again, we'll see. And... Then after they probably lose to the 49ers, the Bengals go on and they go up against the Bills, and then it's the Texans, and then the Ra uh, the Ravens. And it's like all of those games are very, very difficult for them. Some of them are individual games. Some of them are out-of-conference games against teams that are very, very difficult. Some of them are in-conference teams as well that are divisional, not divisional, but conference rivals. It's, it's very, very difficult. For the bang, uh, for the Bengals long term here, as I'm watching. Did he catch that ball? Calvin Ridley just had maybe a just this awesome, awesome fucking catch. Did he catch it? Damn, he may have caught that shit. God damn, Calvin Ridley's pretty awesome. Oh no, they ruled that as an incompletion. They should they should take a look. They should take another look at that. Doug Peterson should take another look at that. It's like Calvin Ridley just had this amazing sideline catch. I was like, oh, no, the, Doug Peterson didn't. He was just like, nope, I'm not going to end. Damn. And Trevor Lawrence just, I don't even know what's going on here. Trevor Lawrence just overshot his wide receiver, his running back. And, uh, God, man, flags fly galore. Looks like the refs, one of the refs is telling another ref to pick it up. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's pass interference. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry about that. Bengals, after struggling, are seemingly back, have put up some nice wins. They are 3-3, three and three, so they're not completely out of it. They kind of enter into some nice, difficult games, and then they'll I mean, they still have some difficult games. I mean, even after that four-game stretch of the 49ers, Bills, Texans, Ravens, they then go up against the Steelers. Again, that's probably one. But then they go up against the Jags, Colts, Vikings, Steelers again, Chiefs, and then Browns. And so there's there's some easy games, but there's also some difficult games. They, there's not a lot of room for error. I think the Bengals are done this year. I don't think the Bengals are anywhere close to a contender, a, a Super Bowl contender. 
not by how inconsistent they're playing and not by how obnoxious their head coach is. So we'll see. Speaking of which, obnoxious coaches, man, oh, man. Robert Sala coming out a couple of days ago and being like, what did what did he say? I, I forgot what he said, but it was it was after the Eagles win. It's like I, I don't even remember what he said. It's like, bro, you're three and three. You're lucky to be here. You're lucky to have the wins that you have right now on your resume. I don't know why you're out with your chest puffed out, being like, hey man, we're we're the shiz knit. We are, you know, uh the it crowd or whatever. I, I just don't get what Salah is doing. I mean, he's talking with full confidence in his guys and the team, and I get that. You wanna you want to essentially just be able to instill confidence in your team and into, into the fan base, into the front office, and I get it, but God damn, man, the things that he said where he was like, we mauled the quarterbacks that we went up against, and it's like you forget that you played up against Dak Prescott and you checks notes, lost the game by 20 points, 30 to 10. It's like, bro, come on. And he can't even be like, well, it was the defense. It was the defense. Dak was 31 of 38 for 255 yards and two touchdowns against you. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You know? It's like one of those things where I'm just like, dude, you can't you can't be this braggadocious when you got smoked by Dak and when you couldn't close against Mahomes. So... Jets, man. Oh, yeah, and, and Aaron is supposed to come back. I, I just got to ask, what is the status that Aaron is supposed to be back in? Because everybody keeps on implying that when Aaron Rodgers comes back from injury, Aaron will be whole or he'll be back or he'll be great and all this good stuff. And for me personally speaking, Going into this season, even with Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, I was incredibly skeptical. I was skeptical because of how he played last season, because he didn't play very well last season. And I'm a bit shocked that people are so high on Aaron Rodgers' return to the Jets to the point where I'm just like, do people not get that he wasn't very good last year? He just, he wasn't very good last year. And that was with Green Bay, and that was their final year of Green Bay. And we're starting to see the cracks, the holes with the Jets. One of those being is that the Jets' offense, especially their offensive line, isn't as good as people thought it was. And I'm a bit weirded out that people are like, yep, Jets are still good, Jets are back, etc., etc. I just, I don't understand it. Apparently, Aaron's experimental surgery, because he had experimental surgery on his Achilles, apparently that went very well for him. And he is apparently going to be able to play here in the next couple of weeks, which that's great for him. That's great for the Jets. But I'm very, very skeptical on on just his ability to, to be a top-level quarterback in the NFL. I'm very skeptical. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on. Uh, 
Sorry about that. Hold on. Give me one second. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Any other teams that I want to talk about tonight? I talked about a little bit tonight. That duality of like teams being teams underachieving and stuff like that, which I think is like the theme. Maybe not underachieving is the best way to describe it, but teams playing below the level of expectations that they should. And it's that is definitely a theme here in the NFL regular season. And I I don't know if it's a trend and I don't know if it will continue as a trend going forward from here. I think it's so interesting in regards to some of these NFL teams, like for example, the Bengals that had so much, so much, um, so many expectations put on them and so much hope and dreams. And like, yeah, the Bengals are going to be this awesome football team and they're going to be, be able to do all of this awesome stuff. And then when it comes down to it, they aren't very good at times. And it really puts the NFL in a very volatile situation. Not that volatility in a sport is bad, but it becomes a little bit more unpredictable. And it leaves space for teams that really, I don't want to say shouldn't be it, that that really probably shouldn't be in the conversation for a top tier team or whatever. It's like like for example, the uh who like the the Texans being able to kind of insert themselves in to the conversation of being a potential playoff team this year is really really interesting. At least in my opinion. But yeah, there's a lot of teams that have had a lot of a lot of turnover turn over, excuse me, and turmoil and um, also, there's been some teams that have had a lot of success this year. And I think that with the current dysfunction that we're starting to see in the NFL with some of these teams, I think it gives them, I, get, I think, excuse me, it gives some teams uh, some room to essentially insert themselves in and win some games. Or not win some games, but put themselves in a position to win games and go to the playoffs. And I think that'll be very interesting. Like, for example, could you imagine... If the Khalil, not the Khalil, I'm reading something else, excuse me. If the Houston Texans were to go to the playoffs for the first time in like two or three years without Deshaun Watson with CJ Stroud and all this good stuff, while the Browns on the back end look horrendous. I think that's interesting. Anyways, I'm peacing out for tonight. I will see you tomorrow for Music Matters. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm not leaving just yet because... Speaking of volatility in the NFL, the Saints just tied the game 24-24 after not only scoring a touchdown, but also getting the two-point conversion as well after Trevor Lawrence, and I think the Jags tried to go for it on fourth down or something like that, and they failed miserably. I mean, this is this is what I was talking about earlier with the freaking Jags where I was just like, I just don't understand why they can't close out certain games like this. And yep. Yep. Who is that too? Mike Thomas. Yep. Mike Thomas against, I forgot his name, Brown. Fade. Mike Thomas catches it. Both feet inside. Great job by him. And then on the two-point try, I mean, they just absolutely lose Alvin Kamara out in coverage. I just, I don't understand it. <clears throat> Thank you.
Sorry, I'm just looking at some of the stuff in my cart now. Again, I think I talked about it last night where I or two nights ago where I was uberly excited for Christmas because I have a lot of I have I have very big <laughs> I have very big plans for Christmas this year for myself. I haven't seen you know what movie I haven't seen that I really should have seen while in theaters, which I didn't get to see, but I mean like it's it's the Barbie movie, but I have now with 4K movies and stuff like that, I have now gotten to the point where I'm just trying to buy a whole bunch of movies and Blu-rays and things of that nature on 4K because of just how fucking A awesome the medium is. But then B, it's just it's ridiculously cheap. Hold on. Yeah, it's like it is cheap or they are cheaper. Like the Barbie movie right now is $30 because it's a new release. But for example, what a, like what's a recent Oh, the Sam Raimi trilogy of the Spider-Man movies that I'm planning on getting as well, that's like $30 as I'm watching Trevor Lawrence just run down the sideline right now. But I will be for the I will <clears throat> excuse me. Like literally in a couple of hours be getting my motherfucking couch here in like the next couple of hours. Why is it $60 for delivery? I don't understand. Hold on. Is it seriously $60 for delivery? Yes. Why? Why are you $60? Why are you? I'm like, like Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. So now I got to find a cheaper, a couch that, hold on, a couch that just doesn't fucking cost that amount. I don't understand why, I mean, goodness gracious, some of these couches with, like, the delivery is in motherfucking sane. Like, the delivery is, like, $250 for some of them, for other, and I'm like, bro, your delivery is all, is like half as much as the couch. You better have like expert delivery or not expert delivery, but this may must be like the greatest delivery service ever. Now I'm looking. Hold on. Uh, I, I just don't understand it. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I mean, literally, what is it? I was about to say literally one couch is, I, I don't know, but yeah, I'm going to, I, I got to figure this out, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and get my new couch tomorrow, not tomorrow. Yeah, but it is, it will be tomorrow. It will be because that's when I get paid, but I will be getting my new couch tomorrow. The couch that I talked about for, <laughs> for like months on end, I was like, I'm going to get a new couch. I'm going to have it and I'm going to. I, it's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be in my, it's gonna be like this, homeroom couch or whatever. I'm, I don't know like, which couch I should get because it's like, I mean they're all the exact same. They're all with these like cheap mattresses and not cheap mattresses, but I don't know. 
I just found out that the couch that I wanted is like has like sixty dollars shipping. But I don't know. I just figured out the actual price and I'm not happy about it at all. But I was like, eh. Eh. It is what it is, I guess. It's better than it once was. But sorry about that. Going I kinda wanted to watch the end of this game with you. The freaking God man. The Saints versus the Jags game. I mean, I can just pull this shit up on my computer on Twitch really fast. Hold on. I was watching it on my iPad before. Or not before, but before I'm about to switch, I guess, to Twitch because I'm just. I mean, it's ridiculous how badly they're getting. I don't want to say beaten, but how. How big of a comeback it is for them. I'm not going to play the broadcast through OBS because I don't want to get it claimed because it technically is a broadcast of the NFL. But, oh no, I can't listen to Herb Street. Never mind. I'm not even going to filter it in. But it's like, it's like, like this game, for example, is a perfect, perfect example of I don't want to say my complaints, but just my like weirdness with this team or my hesitation with the Jags where, yes, they have four wins and yes, they're successful and all that good stuff. But I mean, oh my God, what the fuck is Derek Carr doing? Just completely missed. Oh, and Derek Carr is now down. Oh, what happened? Derek Carr just like rolled right. He tried to throw right. He's like grappling, grappling. He's grabbing his hamstring right now. And I just, I don't understand what's going on. He got flushed from the pocket. They completely missed on, uh, on the pass protection. And I, it looks like a non-contact injury, but it also looks like something went wrong with his hamstring too. Yep. Uh, or not his hamstring, excuse me, his groin. And he's still down, too. Now he's getting back up. He'll probably be evaluated. Taysom Hill will probably come back in, or they'll probably punt. There's three minutes, 54 seconds left in the game. And it's fourth and four right now. Dennis Allen, the head coach for the Saints, is talking, talking to Derek Carr on the sideline. They essentially just went three and out. I mean, it's a tie ball game. But I felt like the I'm if I'm honest with you, I felt that the uh, the Saints were about to walk the dog on the dog on Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought they were about to just walk up in there and as the punt as the punter just has an absolute dinger of a freaking ball just boots it and it's essentially the Jags will start their next drive at midfield with three minutes forty five seconds left, twenty four all it's like I wow it's like unbelievable kind of how shitty of a punt that was and then how massive the implications of that shitty punt will be now because it's like well um we kind of need we kind of need our punter to freaking do some stuff or 
it, not deuce himself, excuse me, but we need our defense to kind of like stop them now. As I am watching advertisement after advertisement. That is one thing that I cannot escape, even on Twitch. Terrible advertisements. Can you believe that Amazon paid like millions upon millions of dollars to start streaming last year on Thursday Night Football and they bought the rights to Thursday Night Football, which no major broadcast network. That was like the first L that I think that streaming services have taken in regards to the fight against big networks. I mean, they haven't really taken any L's, but that that's probably the biggest one. Also, speaking of streaming services, South Park is coming out with a new episode next week or something like that. I love and hate that South Park constantly keeps on coming out with specials. I just wish that they came out with specials and they released them on TV. But granted, they can also do a lot more on the internet, to be honest with you. But I kind of, I'm a little bit annoyed with how many specials are on Paramount because I don't use Paramount because I don't like Paramount. And I have to have Paramount to be able to watch south park or so the specials of south park if you want to watch south park you got to go to hbo max because of licensing but yeah like all of that shit i despise i i hate the whole like i got to go to this team or i got to go to this streaming service because of the licensing and da 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 it sucks it really does anyways as I'm getting this nice overshot, overhead shot of the Big Easy, a.k.a. New Orleans. They're also showing me Al Michaels and Kurt Herbstreet. Just a boring broadcast, in my opinion. I think Kurt Herbstreet is kind of just boring. He's the face of college, but I, I, I think that college football is boring, if I'm 100% honest with you. And God, man, I mean, they just, it's just such a, it's just so boring to watch those two, unfortunately, on broadcast television. Trevor Lawrence is going to start off the drive at like, like already inside Saints territory. This is a, this is another interesting thing. By the way, shout out to people that were talking about how awesome Brian Brissy is and how awesome he's going to be as like a pro or whatever and dot and all this other crap. And Brian Brissy is like, Brian Brissy is like a defensive tackle from Clemson that everybody was like, he's a first rounder. And I was like, he's not even a third rounder or fourth rounder or fifth rounder. I, I don't understand why people are talking about him. Also, there's this interesting little tete-a-tete with Michael Thomas, Derek Carr, Mongu, something like that. And one other guy, I forgot, I forgot what it was. I forgot. Oh, and Alvin Kamara. There was this like nice little four-person huddle with those four guys. One of the most important players on the team, and Chris Olave just wasn't in that little little get together, which I think is kind of telling. Uh, apparently, people are mad at Chris Olave for quitting on plays and stuff like that. I already saw him do that like one time tonight, quitting on that deep route uh, that Derek Carr was trying to throw to him. But um, what's what, what announcement am I getting from the dog on refs? He's talking. What's he saying? I don't know. Now it's like second and eight. Are they going to let them play? 
Trevor Lawrence is taking his sweet time. He throws it over the middle. It's caught for a first down to Christian Kirk and more. Wow. Wow. He just scored a touchdown. Bunch, a bunch of horrendous missed tackles by the New Orleans Saints. You would think that they would know how to tackle because they have a defensive coordinator as their head coach. But, I mean, when I tell you that there were a bajillion missed tackles that were just whiffed, I whiffed, I, I cannot express to you enough. And the cornerback just gets, kept just sleeping. Just gets caught, excuse me, sleeping. Oh, no, that's not a cornerback. That's the honey badger. Just gets caught sleeping. I mean, his feet aren't moving at all. And he just gets beaten on the inside. He bites. I mean, he was just buying anything and everything Christian Kirk was selling him. 31-24 in like two plays. But you're fine if you're if you're the Saints because you have three minutes left to score while also having your three timeouts as well. God, man, what Christian Kirk just did to Tyron Matthew was just so dirty. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Watching the Saints without Drew Brees is just so exhausting. I mean, it's it's not as exhausting as watching Sean Payton without Drew Brees because, God, man, Sean is so bad. Like, as much as Russell Wilson is doing damage to his Hall of Fame career, I know a lot of people don't think that he is a Hall of Famer because of the last two years, but as much of as big of a damage as he's doing, Russ is to his Hall of Fame career. I think the same thing can go with Sean Payton because there is nothing redeeming about his career after Drew Brees. And really, even during Drew Brees' tenure with their, uh, with them, they only won one Super Bowl, and that was, uh, that was like over a decade and a half ago now, almost. If Derek Carr throws an interception, I think the game is over with. The only reason why I was watching this game was because the Saints had tied up the game 24-all, but then the Saints' defense had given up a really, really bad touchdown. And now it's now it's going to be interesting to see how Derek Carr, quote-unquote, responds. He's, oh my God, he's 20. What is going on with the Saints' offense? Alvin Kamara has 10 receptions for 75 yards. Derek Carr has thrown the football tonight almost 50 times. It's like, what the fuck is going on in New Orleans right now? Wow. It's a nice little quick pass over the middle to Taysom Hill. Can you believe that they're still using Taysom Hill and they're just like, yeah, you know, he's a quarterback, but he's also a running back and he's also a wide receiver and he's also a tight end. Can you imagine if he just did one thing and if he did that one thing very well, you know? Do you go for the two-point conversion here if you're the Saints? I mean, they're moving the ball. No, I don't think so. They're moving the ball against the the Jags really well. The Jags defense on this drive, at the very least, just doesn't have an answer for them. Do you also burn as much time as you possibly can if you're the Saints? I don't know. This will bring up the two-minute warning. I mean, the Saints in four, maybe five plays has essentially gone down the majority of the field right now. They're already inside of the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars territory. And it looks like they're going to score on this drive here very, very easily, I might add. It's kind of like black and white. In my opinion, I think that you pr- 
like this may sound weird, but I think that you try to uh I think you try and get get more on this drive. I think you try and and get maybe not more on this drive is the best way to describe it, but I would have tried to have uh to continue the drive before the two minute warning because I thought that the uh that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense was completely on the back foot. And the last thing that you want to give them is like time to essentially recover and talk it over and be like, hey, this is what's going on and this is how you can fix it and da 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 da. But like I don't know. We will see. We will find out really, really fast. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. They're showing me. Cool thing about Thursday night football is that it does show off all of the uh, the upcoming games that's going to happen over the next couple of days. So there's that to look forward to whenever you're watching Thursday night football. I like that it is on Twitch, though. I like that it is on Twitch. But if you put it on Twitch, just put it on YouTube as well. Create a YouTube channel for Twitch and then just put it on YouTube. Or you can have it on Twitch. I don't know. But I do like that it is like a free broadcast. But I don't know if they're doing the numbers that they want. There's like 120-something thousand people, which is a lot for like a Twitch stream, but not a lot for like a primetime game on a major network. So it's like I don't know necessarily how much this is sustainable, how sustainable this is, excuse me. But granted, Amazon is, as like a company, is so fucking rich that they bought the streaming service, Twitch, like the live streaming service, not because they actually are like, yeah, we think that there's a lot of money in like streaming. Oh, he's gone. Alvin Alvin Kamara's having one of those fucking games. But it's not that Amazon believes that Twitch will be this huge thing in years to come. It's that Amazon bought it to use the technology that Twitch runs on. And so, like, the uh, the roots, I guess, of Twitch. Like, that's why they bought Twitch. And that's why they have Twitch. It's just like, they're like, yeah, we just have the streaming service here. And, you know, we just... <laughs> we'll just put Thursday Night Football on it because we can. Because we're mega rich. And unlike Elon Musk, our CEO doesn't make a whole bunch of bad and stupid decisions when it comes to business. He just works his employees to death. Metaphorically speaking. I don't want to get sued by Amazon's big law lawyers. Tara Carr just, man, it's been Alvin Kamara all, all day on this drive, especially in these last couple of plays. I would have ran it with Alvin on one of these plays. And then Alave gets you like eight or nine on this nice little quick slant. The clock is running. There's like one seventeen left in the ball game here. Third and two, and again, they're inside the Jags red zone. You can run it here. I would run it here. Yeah, and they do. And Alvin gets it. I don't know why you aren't just going to run it on four different plays here. Because Alvin is just... Jacksonville's defensive line has been getting destroyed by the Saints' offensive line. But, um... I Oh, wait, wait, wait. You got to go fast now. You got 50 seconds left. Derek Carr is taking forever and a day to score on this drive. I mean, they're just going to let this essentially burn all the way down. But, I mean, the less time you have... Oh, I don't like that play. I don't like that play at all. It stops the clock. It was like a fade to Mike Thomas. I would have tried to run it. 
I would have tried to run it here three times, three, four times. He got three timeouts. I don't know what Dennis Allen and his offensive coordinator are doing here. But Alvin Kamara has been unstoppable. And I, I just, I don't understand it. To me, it should be Saquon, not Saquon. It, it reminds me of last week, at Giants versus the Bills, where they just didn't run the football with Saquon. It's like that, where I'm just like, why aren't you just running the football with Alvin? Now they tell Alvin to get out. Look for Alvin. He doesn't even look his way. Oh, God, he almost gets sacked. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And Derek Carr is continuously just, like, holding his groin here. He got hit on that last play. I just don't understand why they didn't try and run it two or three times and then use your timeouts. You have three timeouts. I just don't get it. When the defense has been trying to stop Alvin Kamara and they just have not. It's third and goal now with 30 seconds left. Now the Saints, I think, called their timeout, their first time out of the drive to try and give Derek Carr some relief. It's like, damn, man. Two downs and you don't try and run it with, with Alvin Kamara and then you just don't call timeout? Like, you got three timeouts. You haven't used any on the drive. Like, goodness gracious, I just don't understand it. Mm-mm-mm. Third and goal, 31 to 24, 30 seconds left. I think at the, I mean, they haven't gained any yardage here. Just run it twice, man. Just run it twice. You're in four down territory. I just, I feel like their running game has worked. You're at the six. You need to get three yards. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, my God. He just dropped a touchdown. Maru just dropped a touchdown. Wide open, tight end, back of the end zone. Off of his freaking hands. Just dropped it. Wide open. Off of his fingertips. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. Well, that may have been the game. Are they, are the Jags about to ink out another? Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the Jags, hold on. Fourth and goal. Fade. Oh, my God. Fade to Alave. He gets held all day on the play, and it's a turnover on downs. This is what I'm talking about, right? Where it's just like the Jags. 1,000% should have lost this game tonight. They have two fades on the left side. Maru drops a touchdown. And I'm just like, bro, and Derek Carr and the Saints, they battled back. And like, it's 31 to 24. Jack should have lost tonight. Jack's 1,000% should have lost tonight. It's just one of those things that I just, like, as soon as I saw that tight end drop that touchdown, I was just like, I don't. I just don't understand, A, what the Saints are doing. I don't understand, like, Alvin Kamara has just essentially helped you drive down the length of the football field all night long, and then you don't hand it to him one time when you have three timeouts. I don't understand that. But then the whole thing about, about, um, hold on. 
apparently Zendaya is on is on Kai Sinat's stream. That's a fucking <laughs> That's a fucking collaboration I didn't expect to see tonight. But yeah, the uh the fucking Saints lost. God man, I I don't I don't know what to say about the Saints. The Saints are just they're anemic. But yeah, the Jags they should have lost tonight. Derek Carr just completely and utterly whiffed two passes. Or not completely and utterly whiffed two passes. The Saints decision making just was terrible. In the red zone, I just I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't understand why you had I don't know understand why you're paying Alvin Kamara all the doggone money and he's been running the football on that drive specifically really well and you have three timeouts and you don't use any one of them. I don't understand it. But anyways, I will see you tomorrow for Music Matters, ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast.